Welcome back, scholars. I'm Headmistress Sapphire. I am Benjamin LaRiviere. And another edition of Fuck University Semester 2. And I'm extremely excited to have this one beautiful goddess in front of me. Her name is Shanna Singleton. And you can also find her at Shanna Singleton at uh, Instagram. So it's very, very, very easy to find her. But Miss Goddess, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity and yes. platform to speak. Um, for anyone who doesn't know me, I'm goddess, queen, mother, survivor, tree hugger, moon lover, energy cleanser, herpes advocate, self-love coach, and plant-based chef. So many verbs. <laughs> love it. I love it all. And I feel like, you know, what a better way to bring you on because, again, you're a mother I've seen your your sex positive just posts and, you know, I first came across from you because finding different herpes positive blogs. But then I was I was discovering you through your Instagram. It's like you really you really just have a knowledge of and just share your knowledge of everything about being a woman. You know, there was one recently that you talked about body hair where I'm like, as I'm getting older, my views have definitely changed on body image and body hair and just kind of just letting that shit go. Societal standards, like, no, I'm doing this for me. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. Oh no, please, please. There's been so many stigmas and standards that's been programmed. Yes. (laughs) Put on us and we've been programmed to abide by them. And as the older, the older I get, the more I'm starting to rebel and question and think for myself I realize you know I grew up not thinking for myself from the time we're born the language we speak where we're growing up from our family everything gets chosen for us you know the schools we go to um our ideas of love and relationships and career choices everything gets put on us and chosen for us so I'm at this point in my life where I'm just rebelling against everything. I love it. Rebellion is what we're here for. (laughs) We're trying to change the system, you know, with sex education and how it's being taught. And again, we're going to talk about something that personally, you know, as we were talking off air, it's been a topic that's been happening years on. But there seems to be a shift in the world of sexuality. Birth control is no longer being a focal point towards women, but now it's being shifted over to men and women. And I'm emphasizing the men this time because male birth control, you know, is something that we never thought we would hear of, you know, out of scientists' mouth. Never thought in the years to come that we would actually be saying, yo, men, Take also the responsibility. We might carry this seed in nine months, but how did we get here? Stop, yes. you know, blaming women for getting pregnant when we obviously know it takes two to tango. Yes. <laughs> so, and of course, we have to have the views of our own male on the show tonight. So we definitely want to pick your brain on it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I was thinking when we were discussing this topic and talking about like, the change in culture regarding the um, discussion of birth control for men and how that's going to, once that's accepted, it will revolutionize sexuality again because the first one of the first major sexual revolutions in our recent memory was when the birth control was invented. Yeah. And women were like, oh, wait, I can own my sexuality? Fantastic. So now it go, it's not just a matter of ownership, but a matter of like responsibility for taking the birth control yes i i don't know i feel like whenever anything is happening in sexuality there's always more blame towards a female there's so much like hatred almost towards a female for even just embracing her own sexuality and i do not have kids i believe you have a kid yes i I have a son and And yeah please my son's three years old go ahead (laughs) no 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 please please All right. So I feel like women have more rules put on us. And 
on the topic of my son, pregnancy is huge. Pregnancy is a lot. We realize how amazing we are. Everything changes. My foot grew a half an inch. Um, my skin started changing colors. I was breaking out in hives. One boob was a D, the other boob was a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We go through a lot as women getting pregnant, having the baby, and even after having the baby. So when can, how can we put some of that responsibility on the men? And I feel like birth control is perfect because even with birth control, we go through a lot. I, I had depo, I was losing hair, oh I was God. taking the pill, I was, I was gaining weight. Um, I couldn't control my emotions. It's so many Hormonal birth control has such an effect on the body. Yes. Yes. It makes no sense that only women would have to put up with this nonsense. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Honestly, like, that's all I've been asking for years. I'm like, I want men to feel just a little bit more of the shit that we have to go through daily. And for you to be raising a son, let alone a black son... In this day and age, I think it's more it is extremely important because especially in black sexuality, there is so much that is not discussed. And unless if you come from a household that is open, you know, birth control is not the first thing that you learn. You know, embracing your sexuality is not something that you learn on an everyday basis. It's it's almost swept underneath the rug until it's almost too late. And then shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. Um, I think about just herpes alone. There's so many things I had to learn after finding out I had herpes that I wish I would have known before Mm -hmm. having herpes. The um, conversations that I thought that I should have had with my mother as a child, you know, intimate self-care, self-pleasure, protecting myself, the different ways I can protect myself, birth control, being pregnant. It's a lot. Everything. <laughs> yeah, it's, a lot. it's a lot. Now, I have to ask you, now, were you positive for herpes before or after your pregnancy? The day I found out I had herpes was the same day I found out I was pregnant. Oh. What? <laughs> That's, that, yes. is a, that is a big day for Double revelations. Wearing. Oh, man. Man, I'm so glad I brought you on because honestly, it you don't hear these stories. Okay, yeah. walk, walk us through this because one, I mean, that is a big question on everyone's minds, you know, mothers to be or mothers, you know, women who are wanting to have kids, but they're also scared because they're scared about the process of passing along herpes to their child. Yeah. Like, what were your feelings? Like, you know, how, wow, oh my so. gosh. <laughs> I had, I had what I thought was a razor bump, and I was in a relationship at the time. And I'm like, "Hey, this razor bump really hurts. I've never had a razor bump that hurt this much before." Oh and he's just like, "Go get it checked." So I went to go get it checked. The doctor said it looks like a razor bump, but I'm gonna swab it. I'm like, "Okay, cool." I completely forgot about that. I was sleeping a lot. I was having all the symptoms of being pregnant. He was telling me, you're pregnant, you're pregnant, go get checked. So I'm like, all right, you want to go to the doctor again to see if I'm pregnant. The doctor walks in and she goes, I have good news and bad news. Oh, what do you shit. want first? <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, all right, give me the bad news. She goes, you have HSV too. Now, to me, HSV sounds like HIV. Thank I you. I did not know what HSV was. So automatically, I'm like freaking out. And she goes, it's just herpes. Don't have sex when you have an outbreak. You'll be fine. A lot of everyone has it. And then she goes, you ready for the good news? I'm like, sure. You're pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, both not good news for me. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, that is a, ju- that is a jump on the doctor's part. Because that does not necessarily mean good news for everybody. Right, no. that's, that's like saying like, hi, you're going to die in six months, but guess what? You're pregnant too. I, that is, I don't know. That's a lot darker. I don't know. I don't know what could be, or like, you're going to die in six months, but on top of that. You won the lottery? Maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. That's a, big, that's a big contract there. It's just, 
shame on that doctor. <laughs> For real. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. No. Shame on the doctor. So now I'm like, don't know what to do. I don't know anything about herpes. I don't know how the person I'm gonna I'm with is gonna respond. I don't know how I got it. So I'm automatically assuming it's him. And mm. I'm freaking out. I'm pregnant now. Can I have my baby? After all of those emotions, you can't have your baby. Herpes is only transmitted through skin-on-skin contact. So as long as I'm not having an active outbreak or any of my prodrome symptoms before, I was able to have my baby vaginally, and my baby is herpes-free. So, Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yes. That Clear makes that me up. that makes me very happy to know that you are still able to get a vaginal birth. Because as I was yes. reading, again, we've talked about it in previous episodes with other um, herpes positive bloggers. And, you know, the, the studies alone with herpes is just so conflicting. So then when you add, you know, birth and birthing on top of that, there's conflicting studies that say, you know, they strongly suggest that women get a C-section or yeah. I saw one study, which I completely thought was very opinionated, that they suggest that, you know, everyone should get a surrogate. If you have herpes, get a surrogate. Like, it's That's, that easy. That is so, in A, like, unfair. B, my God. God, like, no, that's not available to everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That also implies like 40, that, 40 some percent of the planet needs to get a surrogate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 80 percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, yeah. If you, if you include HSV one in there, it's like pretty much everybody. Everybody. It's everybody. Yeah. So because I, the, yeah. HSV one can be transmitted to your genitals. And right. that was something that I recently <laughs> found out. So now I'm like, oh, my Jesus, I got to be, you know, I'm already strong and not strong. I'm always trying to be more protective You're as possible. Strong. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I try to just protect my partners at all costs. But now it's just like, fuck, it's like I got to come in with a, a fucking shield, you know, just to be on the <laughs> safe side. Which is just clearly, guys, just dental dams in gloves. I know, but I just had this wonderful mental image of someone wearing like a COVID face shield trying to eat pussy. You're just like, there seems to be a problem. I, I had the same picture. I had the same picture. Hey, you know what? That might be the next invention, okay? We might need that to happen. I'm just saying. That's a good way of birth control. Make it a latex face, face mask. Boom. Go to town. We are talking birth control, y'all. Latex, non-latex, for those who are allergic. We can make a market out of this. Fuck university came up with it first. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> the body condom. For so real. <laughs> the next level COVID body so, condom. I've seen so many fetish toys that are like are so similar to this. And I'm just saying, every one of them is like, oh, no. <laughs> Wait, I'm so, again, it makes me very happy to know that you successfully were able to birth, bring life in the world without a yes. risk involving that. Because again, that is probably the scariest thing. One of the scariest things in the world is, you know, the risks of your baby having something that they cannot control, that they didn't yeah. ask for, that they didn't control. So um, kudos. I don't want to get too dark. I mean, this is a relatively fun podcast, but in terms of reality, um, I in if you don't, want to talk about it, it's okay but um i know that with some uh folks with hsv2 when they or probably hsv1 um when they are pregnant because hsv uh roots in the nervous system that there can be complications mm -hmm. while pregnant um obviously it's wonderful that you had a healthy baby but i was just wondering if you had any concerns while like during it they put you on um suppression medication you mm -hmm. know that the antivirals sure. before like once you hit your six months mm -hmm. so okay. that you to get you ready to have a vaginal birth gotcha. that's important Good. for yes if i didn't do that i don't even think they would let me have a vaginal birth. Oh, okay well, that's yeah. good to know very yeah. good to know no, that's important that's thank you now they went they searched me they opened me up the doctor he, he, yeah <laughs> so like, they I'm thoroughly yeah See, I always wonder, like, how do they maneuver that? Because, of course, you know, you have to worry about already the the antivirals that you have to take 
whether or not that's going to complicate with other interferences with other medication. Then the fact that you're trying to grow a life, it's like all these things like, and I know for most of us who do have herpes, either type stress is the biggest trigger of all. So it's like, that's good that you were able to have something to kind of suppress that, especially because stress on a baby is one stress on your body and then a culmination of that oh my god can't even imagine and I, I was str- I'm surprised I didn't I didn't I've had the first outbreak when I was pregnant and then after that I didn't have any outbreaks until after I had my baby wow it was just a blessing but I was going through so much stress when I was when I was pregnant because I was in Hawaii I was in the military I'm on the other side of the world with no family um the person I was with I decided to not be with them anymore Damn. so I was going through a whole nother different type of depression that, that is so was, much to go through talk about a yes. journey girl my god damn <laughs> yeah. wow but here you are but here you are yep. fast forward a warrior a goddess. Yes. A survivor. Yes. <laughs> and that's the most important thing of all. Like you survived, you're thriving, you know, and you're educating others, which is amazing. It's amazing. So here's a little thing that we wanted to discuss tonight. Eric Benet, Halle Berry's ex-husband, very talented singer, songwriter, producer. He may be on to something, y'all. So he did speak out recently a couple weeks ago in regards to birth control, which is very kind of random, but it was great for him to speak out about it because it even really had in the back of my mind, I'm like thinking, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely agree. And here's what he said. Theoretically, a man could impregnate four women a day per year. That's 1,460 pregnancies. A woman can, only, can give birth only once a year. If birth control was a, the objective, science created the pill for the wrong gender. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Boom, drops my... Very true. <laughs> I mean, do the math, guys. It's so true. A woman goes through a pregnancy for nine months. Meanwhile, this guy... A man who impregnates that woman can run around freely and soil his royal oats. He can plant seeds wherever he wants. He can go into anyone's garden and start just planting. I I saw a quote on Tumblr um, some years ago that was into this effect. And it was, uh, it makes, it's like birth control should have been made for men. It makes way more sense to unload the gun than wear a bulletproof vest. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> again <laughs> that was the perfect quote for this <laughs> man <laughs> that is very it, I never thought of it that way I mean if you think about it yeah guys are walking around with a loaded weapon 24-7 a day 24-7 yeah. you look at all these celebrities Lil Wayne I would joke around and say I felt like if I shook that man's hand I would be pregnant why? Because of, he has so many kids. Oh, does he? He has mm-hmm. so many kids. Oh. By so many different women. Do they all have the tattoos? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, good for him for being, you know, a father to each and every one of them, which is great. We never hear about him not paying child support. But that motherfucker has a lot of kids. Okay? Yes. Now you go back and you think about the average Joe Schmo that's going around. We see it all the time on fucking Maury. You know, you're I, I ain't the father. I I control my sperm count. No, you do not. I'm so sorry. <laughs> do wait. I don't watch Maury. But you've heard guys. I've literally you've never heard. heard a man say, and I'm. This is not saying they don't say it. This is my yes. incredulity. People say that they can control their sperm count. I who what girl. I know you've heard where guys say when they don't want to wear a condom, what do they always try to say? I, I, you know, I don't I, I don't make myself come. I, you know, I can't get girls pregnant. All the, yeah. the fucking things in the world. What's the craziest thing you've heard, Shana? What is the craziest thing that I've heard from a guy? 
Hmm. You kind of put me on the spot. Chad. I'm so sorry. We- <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> So guys will say you're just anything. like, oh man, the bullshit that I've lived through. <laughs> guys will say anything to get their way out of a condom. They really yes, will. Let me just stick that hat in. Let me just put the tip. Oh, <laughs> yes, right. The tip. Where the semen just, comes out of. Right. Let me just put the tip in. That's just, oh. just the tip. Or no, I'll let you know when I'm about to come. That was yeah. one of my favorite lines. Like, no, no. <laughs> Because for all I know, you may have had it. There's pre cum, okay? Pre cum yeah. can make a fucking baby, you guys. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. uh, I can't. I I just you know. Uh. I feel like my father was probably one of those men because I have a ghetto twin. I don't know if you know what a ghetto twin is. Please explain. It's, so, me and my brother were like 26 days apart. Oh wow. Oh. Oh, yeah. shit. So we're like twins, but we don't have the same mother. So we call it ghetto twins. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's why I think my father was one of those guys because he ended up, my mother was married to him. So I am like the other woman's child. And then his wife was pregnant too at the time. So they were both pregnant at the same time, and um, he was murdered when I was three. Oh, damn. So no oh one God. even knew. Uh, no one even knew of each other until the funeral. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So serious. Papa was a Rolling Stone. I even have an older brother who's like a year older than me from another woman, and my mother used to think that was my cousin. Was that? <laughs> That was one of his nephews, and she used to watch him. So I really think my dad was one of those guys that said, let me just stick the tip in. Man. <laughs> or I'm going to let you know before. <laughs> Sorry, God rest his soul. Right, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of people out there who might feel the same way. I've definitely heard, you know, I've heard the term Irish cousins, as they call it. Yeah. Or uh, Irish twins. It, Irish twins is Irish when twins. Uh, two siblings who are born to the same parents within the same year, basically meaning like as soon as the baby popped out, dad was like, I guess we should put another one in there. <laughs> They're like 10, 11 months apart. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. My mom's yeah. side of the family, she comes from a family of 10 and the closeness in age and pretty much all those kids my Nana and, and Ava were really busy at one point <laughs> of their lives. Like, there, there was a lot of, like, hey, more power to bring in all these kids in the world. And You come back from World War II, you're like, got to make as much life as possible. For real. Seriously. But they didn't have birth control then, neither. They so didn't. the babies were coming. In fact, what's interesting <laughs> is that if we're going to, let's, let's talk some numbers. Most women ages around 15 to 44 use contra- um, contraception, which is still kind of controversial because a lot of women, at least that I've known over the years, some of them didn't even start birth control until college, um, you know, because their mothers were just against it, were completely against it. And I believe actually the first um, I'm trying to find my I could have sworn I wrote it down to. So um, IUDs were made in the 1970s and 80s. That's when they were first available, the ones that first. But the very first birth control to date was 1550 B.C. Back to the Egyptian times. Wow. Yes. Do you have a record? I do. What it is? Uh, No, I have to pull that up. I'm very curious what they were using. Yes. But the very first record of birth control dates back to times of Egypt. Because I want to know how effective it was. Or if someone, there's like some ancient Egyptian who wrote down of like, well, if you shove a load of barley up in there first, (laughs) it will definitely stop it. (laughs) I'm going to crack up if I find like yams as part of it too. Well, there was, not to bust your plans, but I I know this one off the top of my head is because like, do you remember like the, the birth control sponge that was made so... Hilariously yes. famous on Seinfeld. I, I didn't watch Seinfeld, but yes. I there was it was a, I don't know it was a big episode when you're you know a teenage boy watching Seinfeld you're like oh birth control what's this oh god um, <laughs> uh, 
No, but I, I was reading up on that a while later, and um, there were actual instances pre like the 1900s where women were sh- using sea sponges. Yes. And I wonder if that's like. Well, believe it or not, th- that yeah. method is still very much used, mm-hmm. in fact, in porn. Oh. Did not realize oh, this. I forgot about that. But yes, whenever we see cream pies, um, sponges most of the time are used in your porn. So, yes, because, you know, everybody wants that still full effect, which is very Mm -hmm. interesting. But also they've used I've heard some outlandish things, makeup wedges, a girl put like parts of loofah inside of her, which is not recommended, guys. For so many reasons. So many different reasons. But (laughs) (laughs) right not 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 but yes sponges sea sponges still very much used which is not something that we hear every day but yes you are completely correct um also what i found was very interesting are the statistics of um women in africa 53 percent of african women have unmet needs for contraception okay right behind it women in Asia by 21% and 22 in Latin America and the Caribbean. So people of color, we got to change how we are sending the message. Unfortunately, as many of us may or may not know with African um, traditions, still rapings are not seen as rapings more like yeah. rituals and cele- celebratory things that happen, but this is very problematic. Yes. It is extremely problematic. But it makes you question also, why are the numbers so high like this? And then it reflects even back here in America, our melting pot and how other ethnicities mm-hmm. respond to birth control, respond to even the use of condoms. You know, all these things are rooted back to our ancestors and in, in what happens. But I also think it has a lot to do with in the in the black community, sex is like a secret. Yes. You know, and because it's a secret, we can't talk about these things. We can't educate the youth. We can't pass down that knowledge. And I think that's the reason why it's such a problem. How old were you when you started contraception or even had the conversation of contraception? I didn't have the conversation, but I went to Planned Parenthood when I was 16 years old. And I got my, um, I got the birth, I got the pill. Mm-hmm. I kept forgetting to take the pill, so then that's when I started doing the depo shots. Went to Planned Parenthood every three months, and I did that behind my mother's back. Damn! But the fact that I had to do it behind her back, it's another issue. It's another problem. I'm pretty sure I could have brought it up to her, but I didn't feel that comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like the parents <laughs> creating a safe environment for kids to actually talk about sex. Very much. How yeah. old were you, Benjamin, when you got a discussion or even learned the use of, of condoms? You know, it's interesting when you hear about men and how they were talked to about sex. Mm-hmm. Whereas with women, it's like either you were talked to about it briefly and it was always advised with don't get pregnant. But there yeah. wasn't any method of how not to get pregnant. Or you didn't have the talk at all. Um, I don't remember the first discussion of contraception. Um, the the first instance, well, I came from a family that was very much uh, the main talk, aside from the birds and the bees that we got regarding sex, was um, a constant um, rep- repetition of "Don't have sex till you're married, kids." Mm. Don't have sex till you're married. Like just thrown from another room. If sex was happening on TV, it would be like, don't have sex till you're married, kids. And it like got in there. And because of that kind of like I didn't aside from the birds and the bees talk, which I got when I was nine. Oh, or okay. so oh, wow. I was asking questions and my mom got concerned. I would get the wrong information if I she didn't like sit down and talk. Um, but then we didn't like, I don't remember having an actual talk about it until she caught me having sex in college. And that was the point. And she only had, I'm pretty sure the talk about condoms because she, because, because I was dating a psychopath. 
And she was very concerned that if I got her pregnant, that uh, we would be stuck with said psychopath for the rest of my life. So it was fear that sparked the contraceptive conversation (laughs) at 21. (laughs) Damn. That's more than me. I learned everything about sex through other kids, through watching real sex at night, HBO at night when my mom would sleep and looking at it. I learned Um, so much from that show. The damn cat house. I was watching all these behind closed doors and actually I lost my virginity from a man when I was 14 years old. And this man was 20 years old. And I would talk like I knew everything, and I lied to him about being a virgin. And um, I had met him after school, and there was this project right next to my school, and I lost my virginity outside of a project building while his friend recorded it. What the fuck? I didn't even, yeah, so that's how I lost my virginity, 14-year-old me. Um I didn't even know we tore a hymen until my hymen was tore. So I was bleeding. I went to the nurse's office. I didn't know what was going on with me. And I actually didn't even tell my mother that story until I was like 18 years old. Damn. Oh, wow. Damn. But when we're, we're having this conversation and I'm like, oh, I need to talk to my son. Like, I yeah. need to make sure he feels comfortable to come to me. I need to make sure that it's safe and maybe even fun so he can, you know, voice himself and voice his opinion so that he doesn't have the same experiences as me. Indeed. I mean, I always am thankful that my mother was a nurse working in pediatrics. And so she worked with kids well from being born up until, you know, they're 17. So she's, experienced it all and as an only child it was like I tell people it was very hard to lie about things and so my mom knew when I lost my virginity my mom also my parent both my parents equally did give me the sex talk at a very young age um I was actually caught (laughs) at catholic school putting two barbies together and making the honeymoon and that's when my mother and I think I was like six Six or seven. (laughs) And that's when my mom sat me at the dinner table before my dad got home and was like, do you know what you did? Do you know why, you know, you kind of got in trouble today? And I said, because I had my Barbies naked on top of each other. And she's like, do you know what you were doing? And I said, yes, the honeymoon. (laughs) And she's like... (laughs) do you know the word sex? And I giggled and I said, I think she's and you know, she asked me, she would ask me the questions and then clarify debunking everything. And we would have these check-ins periodically as I was growing up. My dad was the one who had to deal with me, who had my period when I got my period. So, you know, we went through that, which was dope, except for the fact he got the wrong pads. So I walked around all day with overnight pads. But at the same time, you know, he didn't make it feel awkward that I got my period as a father. He didn't freak out. He was just like, I had two sisters. You're going to be okay. You're a woman now. But that also means being a woman comes with responsibilities, you know. And, you know, the use of condoms was always being talked about. I was never told, you know... I don't want to say that my parents didn't tell me to wait. They always told me, like, when you do this, it is, it's not something you can get back. It does come with a lot of emotions, and you might not be able to handle it. And you should do it with somebody that loves and respects you back. Did I do that? Fuck no. But, you know, over the years, like, I remember I went to a Catholic retreat as a senior, And I broke down and I told my parents immediately I wasn't a virgin. My dad didn't talk to me for like two weeks and I had my SATs and that was the longest like five minute car ride of my life. My mom was kind of disappointed, but, you know, she told me the time that she lost her virginity. And then my dad came back to me two weeks later and he's like, it was just a lot to process because you are my baby girl, my only one. And I just want to make sure whoever you did this with and shared this moment with, I hope you did it safely. 
but then that's when they both said you're going to be put on birth control and that was it you know that was it it. my parents have never like shunned me (laughs) i love the kid it's adding so much realism i love it go and yell your brains out little man yell them to the high heavens (laughs) but i i think everybody should be able to feel comfortable to talk about sex because I think the most uncomfortable thing is just not knowing, you know, not knowing just the basics, how to put a condom on. What is a condom? (laughs) Just those little (laughs) things. Like there's just. What is a dental dam? Man. I didn't know what a dental dam was until 25 years old. Oh man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, seriously. I, I knew the term, (laughs) but I didn't know. I had never seen a dental dam in real life. I didn't know what one looked like until Mm -hmm. I went to a, uh, effectively like a kink and fetish convention. And I saw, uh, one of the presenters was doing a demonstration on safe sex and she literally pulled one out Slapped oh it on God. her dem- her like demonstration model and like per- performed oral sex with a dental dam where everyone could see. And we were all like, oh, well, one part oh. we were like, it's very hot. And the other part we were like, oh, so that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So 25. How old were you? Well, I knew what one was, but I hadn't physically yeah, seen, seen one, one like until, I, until okay. this would have been three years ago. Damn. Yeah, because like I, I had never... Because I didn't use one until yeah. recently. And so I just, mm-hmm. like, researching birth control, I was like, got it. Condoms, dental dams, and gloves. And I'd be sitting going, like, I know what the I know what gloves and condoms look like. But the dental dams, not so much. It, and they're not hard. Sorry. They're what? No. Well, they're also not easy to find. They're really not. They don't so make it easy. Another reason why no one, know, like, so many people so rarely know what they look like is because yeah. where did you get them? I had to go on Amazon. Yeah, they don't. I don't think you can just walk into a pharmacy and order them. No, you can't. And half no. of the time, like sex stores, I feel like are selective on how they carry them too. Not every sex store, like some friends of mine would tell me, you know, this sex store doesn't have it. I'm like, well, don't go to the second, second rate sex stores. You got to go to the ones that have legit educators. Unfortunately. But when- when people go to a sex store, are they going to a sex store for protection? Probably rarely. not. Very rare. That's true. Yeah. That yeah. is so true. It would, and it's ironic because people really like the people own who own and run sex shops. Like it would actually be a, probably a really clever business move. People are already dropping sixty to three hundred dollars on a sex toy. How much is going to cost? How like if you were just like push that a little bit. Yeah, at a twelve dollar yeah. sale of birth control, or like is, a twelve dollar sale of condoms. On top of that, it's pretty good for your business. You're so true. We went to a sex store last week to get props for our web series at Fuck University. Of course, I I went to go splurge on for our vacation next week. Yes. But on top of that, I made sure we got you know condoms. I'm like, well, fuck it, saved us the trip. Three dollars yeah. less than what we were paying in store for them. You know, go home yeah. happy either way. But it's oh my god! But it's god. rare to actually like they don't promote them there. It's, they they don't. almost carry them as a, as like a. I mean, they carry condoms as like a necessity next to the lube, but they're rarely talking about them. You know what's funny? I did actually go to one Planned Parenthood in San Francisco that did provide dental dams. I was oh, wow. shocked. Right? I'm impressed. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm like, yo. Y'all carry dental dams up in the air? I'm coming every week. I feel like they should be next to the bowl. You know how you always have the bowl? Yes. You should have the bowl of dental dams. Because you're protecting down here, but you're not protecting up here. You're giving oral sex with nothing and then saying, okay, let's have sex with. Right. And not everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And not everyone's going to cut a condom. You know, yes, cut a condom. You can use it as a dental dam. Seriously, I've had to do it in a pinch. I say we did it. Yeah, we've done it. And then, hell, our girlfriend and I, we used saran wrap. We went downstairs, grabbed some saran wrap, grabbed some lube. I'm not going to lie. Smack that bitch That scares me so much. (laughs) Well, it does. I'm so used to saran wrap ripping. (laughs) 
Well, like, sex that's edu- where my brain goes always is like saran wrap just t- falls to pieces in your fingers. It's not going to do any good. Believe it or not, there get are the heavy a lot duty of. Shit. Yeah, you got to get the heavy duty. Get the like Gladware shit. Okay. Yeah. You got to get press the press and seal. Yeah, you got to get the press and I'm agreeing to it. I'm like, oh, yes. Oh my god. You like it. <laughs> Shit, I'm about to go get me some tonight. Fuck it. I got just about a 62 pack of dental dams, but you know what? Let me get the press and seal. Ooh, when I leave my mom's house, I'm taking her press and seal. There you go. <laughs> she calls you up, baby. What happened to my press and seal? Mm. I had a whole fresh roll. <laughs> I don't know. But seriously, get creative. I mean, a lot of sex educators, I I remember in college, there was an oral sex night from one of the sex um, positive groups. And they were like, yeah, if you don't, if you don't have dental dams, you don't have a condom, if you got saran wrap, there you go. Just go to town. I'm like, holy fuck. (laughs) There we go. Household items. Now, don't use it as a condom, of course. Don't pull a booty call move. Do you yeah, remember that scene from Yes. <laughs> so Jamie Foxx's character was trying so hard to get it in with Vivica Fox in the movie that I guess originally he got lambskin condoms and she's like, the yeah. fuck is this? And so then someone ends up going to the hospital and all they can find was saran wrap. And he's like, I'll just saran wrap my dick. We'll be fine. And then he ends up, his whole everything is saran wrap. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, he tried it. He tried it. He tried it. The the sketch comedy writer in me is like, that's hilarious. The sex educator in me is going, that is horrifying. Yes, it's horrifying as fuck. We're not saying go out and get saran wrap on your dick and go to town. That's not the case. You have no way. Just in case anyone's thinking, yes, I will try that. You have no way of ensuring that that tip is sealed. Don't do it. Just like, don't do it. Just don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. But I completely agree. I think Planned Parenthood should have the box of condoms, the lube. You always know there's a jar of lube. They have yeah. the nasty ass female condoms. Put a dental dam there. Put this the fucking dental dam there. Replace the big old giant female condoms. You can put some dental. Replace That's the trash bags with that. Dam. No. <laughs> I feel like the female condom is just a trash bag for the vagina. I've said it. I'm going to say it again. It. It sounds like you're having sex with a trash bag. It's not sexy. Every guy who has ever made a hefty bag joke about his dick size is now sitting there going like, oh, they don't like that? No. Oh, my God. I remember the first time I tried it, I was freaking the fuck out. I, like, demanded plan B the next morning. I was like, fuck this. This is not. I just didn't feel safe. I did not feel safe at all. I'm like, his dick is still exposed. Meanwhile, I have this fucking trash bag in my vagina. And you are making me fish it out of me. After you just put your... No. Fuck that. (laughs) Come fish it out of me. Nothing about that. Get the trash bag out. (laughs) We should should do a poll of all of our listeners. See if anyone... See if we can find a listener who enjoys the female condom. You know what? I might have to post it up. We'll post it up tonight. Curious. Because, because I've never met anyone that likes the female condom. No. I had I've, a recent I've met co- even fewer who have used it. Really? Yeah. You're and the so only person I've spoken to. Who have is- you ever used it as a man? No. And no one's ever like propositioned you like, hey, I don't have. No, because I use condoms. You do. <laughs> you always come packing. What? Okay. As a man. So here's an interesting thing. Uh, UC Davis, just in July, posted that they are looking for 12 couples to take part in a birth control for men research. Okay. Yes. Now, I think it's pretty fucking amazing, but at the same time, we were looking on the website. It is hardcore commitment. Men have to visit like 31 times a year uh, during the the course of two years. It's really not that much. It's like every two, three weeks. It's UC Davis from LA. I don't know where that is. You, you, You say that as if I know California geography. Basically, it's like going to San Francisco. It's on your way to the Bay Area. Oh. It's long. It's a long drive. It's a fucking long drive. It's like four hours. So yeah. it's a two year trial. They're looking for couples between 18 and 50. I think the couples have to have dated at least a year. So they want to okay. make sure that these, you know, couples are like 
within that. But women must be between the ages of 34, 18 and 34 years and must have regular menstrual cycles. Um, but what they're going to do is basically make a gel for these men, which I find okay. it very interesting. A gel. A gel. I heard of the shot. But I've I heard, of, not heard of a gel. Right. The yeah, the shot was from about four or five years from, ago. Yeah. And then there yeah. was also, did you guys hear about the one where they were gonna have a switch that men it ultimately would be like uh, a light switch. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? You didn't hear what? okay, so basically, <laughs> so basically what they would do is put a switch in the man's urethra, okay? Mm-hmm. And it could be reversed. But it's a switch. It's a switch. But it would ultimately result in cutting part of the testes. Okay. Putting that switch in and the man could ultimately, quote unquote, kind of control wow. his sperm. By flipping a switch. By flipping a switch. He Sign could- me up. I'm on one step closer to being a cyborg. <laughs> so you would, you would ultimately... Uh, it was. How can you trust they flip they switch? Like, did you flip your switch? Who has control over the switch? Can that's I have see, control over the switch? Here's the, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I am on. I am of two minds because you make a you make a very good point, argument against it. But I have to wonder, like, who is the guy out there who's like, you know, what I want to do is impregnate more women and cause <laughs> and create more responsibility. Almost got, my like, beard. it's so. It would be so much easier to just be like, you mean I can have more sex and not worry about that? Yes, flip. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, it's like, but you know, it would work for all those men that said that they can control their sperm. Oh, flip the switch. But you know, you know what they'll do, though, right? They'll flip it on regardless. No, people will be like, well, I want you to use condoms because of like protection against STIs. And he's going to be like, I don't need to use protection, baby. I got the switch. <laughs> God. This yeah, I can, sw- I can switch off my herpes. Actually, that would be beautiful if you could switch off your herpes. There is a uh, company that's working on that. Shut the fuck up. It's not. It's not. Okay, so it's it's a little. It's not quite as cut and dry in that they are working on mm-hmm. not to not to sidetrack, but they're working. You know how uh, herpes goes into remission, and then when it's active, you have an outbreak. Yes. They the okay. prob the reason it's so hard to study is because you can't study it when it's in remission. So it's you can't switch it off. They think they found a way to switch it on, meaning to trigger an outbreak, which is obviously okay. super uncomfortable, but it means they can study it and look for a cure. That I would actually be for it. I would actually sign myself up for it. Yeah, it would be yeah. horribly uncomfortable and painful because you're in the middle of an outbreak for yes. God knows how long, but it yeah. would enable them to study the virus. Hell, if it means just a month of being triggered to actually just stop a lifetime... What I have yeah. left of my lifetime? Fuck it. I mean, you, you do you study yourself? I do. I started journaling. You know. Yeah, I started like with my period um, calendar. Yes, I have a period calendar. Every woman should. I love that yes. it's digital because then it helps me pull it up when I'm at the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. But what I started doing is monitoring even possible outbreaks. I've been lucky, okay. knock on wood, with only two this year. And I know that's very rare, which is great. And amidst all this stress. I haven't experienced an outbreak in over a year. Yes. And it's because I switched my diet. Really? Um, When I was doing my journaling, I was journaling my stool, my discharge, my moods, what I was eating. And I started noticing patterns in my outbreaks. Dairy causes me to have outbreaks and Damn. I kind of, and then I cut off meat altogether. When I made that switch, I didn't expect for my outbreaks to be gone, but I haven't had one in over a year. So I'm thinking it has a lot to do with that because when I look in my journal, that's when they stopped. Interesting. Now, so, since we are talking about birth control too, are you still taking birth control now that you've given birth? Are you back on pills? Or have you stopped um, that? Because I know some women stop even because of their herpes diagnosis. Some may say that it sometimes triggers it more. Well, currently I am on a celibacy journey. Beautiful. And I'm on a celibacy journey because I want to learn how to achieve all 13 orgasms on my own. 
by myself. That is an ambitious I'm, goal. We're That's gonna have to really bring you cool. back. Yeah, we're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to bring that. you back for that. That is amazing. <laughs> yes, I am on this. It's amazing because I'm becoming more attracted to myself and yes. turning myself on, and I'm going through this whole journey with self. So. That's why I decided to do that. But back to birth control. Yeah, My yeah. last birth control, I did the Nexplodon mm-hmm. implant in your arm. And it was causing my periods to smell like rotten meat. Oh, Jesus. So when I went to the doctor, it was like, there's nothing we can do for you. That's, this is your birth. This is what your birth control is doing to you. I'm like, well, take this shit out. I'm a woman. Don't nobody want to smell like rotten meat every time my periods are coming on. It was spotting. They weren't coming on monthly. Mm-hmm. But when it happened, that blood was just terrible. It's not like it was old blood just sitting inside of me and I was ready to get rid of it. Jesus. Another thing that women go through. <laughs> that man... Again, I, if only men could just go through a little bit, have a little bit of hormone in you well, that, that was, fucks you up. That was the problem with the shot. The, birth, con- the birth control shot gave men the symptom. Uh, it was it, you know, it blocked testosterone or it blocked sperm production, but it was giving men the same symptoms that women go through for their, when they're going through their period. And they couldn't handle it. It was written. It was documented that the procedure was considered inhumane. They can go fuck themselves. I agree. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You men couldn't cut. Couldn't deal with a little cramp. I. It blows my mind. A little. A little extra hair growth. So what if your ass hair grew a little thicker this month? I don't think men worry about that one. No, I could I'm be just, wrong. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, these are the things that happen with women. Hair grows thicker yeah. some places. Never. Their boobs start to, te- you know, it feels like. Yes. Fuck. I hate. I don't know what's worse. As I've gotten older, I think my titties hurt more than my vagina with cramps. Like, really? girl, it like. As I try to describe it to people, even when I try to describe it to my doctor, I'm like. It literally feels like I have a boob implant that's about to burst. Like there are times like if we have sex and I'm telling him you cannot don't grab him because, you know, he's my dom. He is. So he wants to bite. He wants to grab. And I'm like, no, no, not not tonight. Not right now. It literally (laughs) just feels like I have a balloon that's just like swelling and swelling and pop. So then when I'm like hearing this, I'm like, I don't want to give birth. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to e- even experience even more of that because, whoo, it's a lot. So, okay, so you know, like the cramps we get, the regular that feeling of your body tightening mm-hmm. and then loosening up. When we have contractions, when we're about to give birth, oh, it's no. that feeling all over. Ugh. It's your whole entire body, and it's intensified by like. 20 so it's the same cramping feeling but it's your whole body now this is why i love my pregnant friends <laughs> all my friends who are mamas like y'all are the ultimate birth control being a nanny back in the day great birth control watching y'all <laughs> go through it and you telling me the real tea oh yeah fuck no Mm-mm. <laughs> my son birth control <laughs> oh lord <laughs> every time he talked back to me i'd be like i created you you little <laughs> my mom would say the the classic, classic line mom, yeah i brought you in this world i'll take your ass out like i had a friend's mom that would be like you know what i'm just gonna shove you back in there like shut up get back in get back inside <laughs> but like seriously you guys i'm laughing at this the men called it inhumane when we deal through this shit every fucking month that's why i tell men you gotta worship. It really is. Men, start worse like please start respecting your ladies more when they're on that time. And don't freak out, okay? It happens every goddamn month. Don't act like it's yeah. a surprise. It's so confusing to me when I <laughs> I have I, I mean, it could be none of my I don't have any friends who are women. So or sorry, uh, I was gonna say you are all my sorry, the opposite. All of my friends are women. Yes. So it's I never hear guys say this. And when I hear it from other people, like 
like talk about like oh yeah I, I was talking to this guy and he didn't know that like women don't he thought women could turn off their period like a tap and I'm just thinking going like <laughs> I wish I have never all again all my friends are women so I'm like I can't even comprehend this maybe he knew any... something we didn't know no he was a senator <laughs> oh, he didn't know anything oh god um <laughs> oh my god I just such it blows my mind no not to. Yeah. Not to cut you off. I mean, it's just we had to do better of how we present birth control to people. Sorry, doing this. Oh, I want. Well, actually, a th- thought occurred to me, and I'm sure, obviously, that Shana knows this, but I was going to point it out more blatantly for our, our audience. After she, you made the comment about giving birth, the contractions feel like your period cramps. Um, yeah. For our audience who may or may not know this, um, that is because uh, your period cramps is your body literally doing the same thing that gives birth it's the that is the the contractions are what pushes the unused tissue out of your vagina or out of your uterus it's like it's like oh wait no baby get it out and it's the same function it's the same body movement that either pushes flushes out a period or gives birth so i just i hate him i hate him so much I hate them so much. Oh, no, You're gonna appreciate. I appreciated my period cramps after having a baby. Are you serious? Oh, well, they were less, right? The contraction. I was like, "Give me my period back, please. Whoa. I will welcome my. I will hug my period after having a baby. <laughs> oh my god! Come here. I missed you. Oh my god! I will never complain about you ever again. That's how I felt after having a baby. <laughs> oh, rough. And I was by myself, so I was, like, in labor, and I drove myself to the hospital because no one was answering the phone, and I had to go. Phenomenal so fucking like, woman. I'm freaking driving, and I'm going through a contraction. I'm like, I'm going to crash this fucking car. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. I think it's not constant, but my contractions were far apart. Good. But, yeah. Oh, my. I hope the hospital wasn't far apart. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) When you hear stories like that, like, even, like, Tiana Taylor, now twice, she gave birth in the bathroom. In the bathroom. By herself. It was just her and Imani. I think that's powerful as fuck. When I hear women like yourself driving themselves to the hospital, giving birth in the most unusual places, like, their bathroom floor, at work. I'm like... I can't imagine. I, I don't know. I would I would flip my shit. I don't know. If I were to have like if I were to be pregnant, I feel like if I'm in about um, if my water breaks, it's going to be on air. It's either I'm going to die on air or I'm going to give birth on air. It's one of the two is going to happen, if not both. But I don't know. I'm still on the fence. Your water, about might, not, your water might not break. Are Mine's you didn't break. Your water didn't break. They have to break my water for me. Oh, yeah. Every we all have different stories and experiences. (laughs) I mean, it is a beautiful thing, but at the same time, I'm like, man, that is just every time you hear a pregnancy story or just like any type of form of birth control. Again, I'm glad that we're having this discussion tonight. Yeah, it's just these testimonies are testimony. It's like a woman's cautionary tale daily when you hear all these stories it's like oh my god they okay i thought some shit i didn't think it was gonna happen but then another woman told me it did happen so now i gotta be like oh shit it could happen to me yeah happen to me any moment well shana there's so much that you have given us and i gotta tell uh, i want you to tell everybody where can they find you i know that you do teach classes so, yes, you know, I where do. can they get in touch so they can, you know, have some sessions with you and, and whatnot? Well, I'm Shana Singleton. You can find me on Instagram at Shana Singleton or Facebook, Shana Singleton. I'm currently running my Slay the Stigma course where I um, help women slay this herpes stigma with confidence and learn how to disclose and learn their bodies and how to deal with it and reconnect with their vagina. And that's it. That's all I have. Well, we cannot thank you enough, 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 enough. Thank you. Sir Benjamin, do you want thank to tell them? No, thank you. Girl, we're already, we, we have an episode on orgasms. We already know who to call because we got to, we got to hear yeah. about this journey. Very true. 13 orgasms by yourself. 
honey, I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to do it. Please. I'm going to do it. I, <laughs> I we, believe we, you. We are, we are ready. We want to hear the stories for show, for show. I can't wait. I can't wait to even share that. Look. Yes. I think that's, man, that's inspi- It's inspiring. That's going to inspire some women out there, especially the ones who are very scared to even just say hello to their vagina. Yeah. I, People don't even know their vagina. No. It's sad. It is. Like, don't just yeah. wipe quickly and just skedaddle. Say hello to her. Welcome yeah, her. Say, something. you know what, beautiful? We're, we're going to get through this day together. Put your pussy on a pedestal. I love Fuck. to tell women that. Yes. Yes, <laughs> you have to. You have yes. to, because if you're not going to, who else is? Exactly. Okay? If you love yourself, you got to love all of yourself. All of it. All the cellulite, all the sagginess. Everything. 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 It's beautiful. Love it all. Sir yes. <laughs> so Benjamin, where can they find us? Do you remember how to designate us? Um, on Instagram? Yes. Yes, we are at f.u.niversity. That's f.u.n.i.v.e.r.s.i.t.y. We are on the Twitters at University Fuck. And um, we are on Facebook as well, which I... I think it's just... I think it's like... F University University. presents. Yeah, you can find us through Sapphire. Yes. Also, I think it links through our Instagram. Oh yeah, we'll link it. Yeah, Facebook has weird censorship rules, y'all. They don't like truth. They don't like us. (laughs) Um, They don't like truth or maturity. But also, click on the link in our bio for all our links. You know, to find the show directly on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, all of that. We're everywhere now. We're at your fingertips. So until next time, good night, scholars.